What do you do when they seem to like you and then seem to not? Hi, welcome to a very unconventional episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And right now we are doing mindset in real time. This was supposed to be an unconventional episode where I dig deep into the personal and get to the heart of the matter of a heart matter. Um, and I just did an awesome job with that episode like 40 minutes ago, but for some reason, um, the audio only uploaded and recorded my first 20 seconds, um, and I did such a good job, right? <laughs> like, ah, but now I'm in a place where I have to decide whether or not I just trash it and skip it and have an empty, um, you know, episode in the podcast, or if I just kind of suck it up and go back to it and re-record. So here Here's what I know. I'm probably going to have done a better job on that first recording when it was really authentic and I was speaking very genuine and off the cuff to the listener. But I do think getting to the heart of the matter is really important. I do think that sometimes when we just make this mistake of thinking all business all the time and we leave our personal lives on the side of the road as sloppy seconds, we're not taking care of ourselves and we're not getting the job done. And this letter writer wrote a really vulnerable letter with a really honest story. I gave really good advice, so I'm just going to go at it and do it again. And I hope the same authenticity and the same genuine advice finds its way to the listener even the second time around. So those of you who have two copies of this episode in your podcast app, I certainly apologize for that. And thank you for your patience. But done is always better than perfect. And when it matters to you, it matters to do it right. So sometimes I hear my dad's annoying voice in my head where if you're going to do it, do something, get it right the first time and take the time to get it right. So that's what I'm doing today. Even though it's Friday, I was almost to my weekend, but this is important. Being real is important. So let's just dive in and respect what the letter writer has to say. Heather, when it comes to work, I mostly have myself together, but my personal life, I'm plagued by a lack of confidence, second guessing, and the loneliness that comes from not trusting people. I'm in a weird situation here, and I'm wondering if you have insight for how I might navigate this. A guy I know casually recently asked to hang out. We see each other in public with mutual friends from time to time, but have only hung out on our own once or twice before. When we got together this last time, he made a proclamation of devotion. He said he liked me and asked if I might feel the same. I was stunned. It was awkward, and I was so confused because nothing in his behavior before implied that he liked me. Suddenly, he was talking as if it should have been obvious to me and that the ball was in my court, but he never even invited me to play the game. I was so confused and so unsure so I said no. I had reasons for saying no, Heather. Legitimate reasons. He's just so inconsistent. His words with me do not match his actions. We have texting conversations and suddenly he stops talking. I text him and can see that some have gone unopened. Yet we have these moments. I think of them as magic moments where we've crossed paths at a party or something and connect for a second or two until he goes away again. Everything in me says, run, stay away, danger, he's a player, he'll break my heart, 
all of that. But what if I'm wrong about that? What if he just can't figure out how to show up and stay there? And in order for him to go deeper, he needs me to go deeper too. When do you take a chance on someone? And when do you just keep running? Okay, um, <laughs> this letter, my goodness, the first time I responded to it, I did it so slowly and so thoughtfully for you. And now like I'm sort of resisting this impulse to just rush and get to the point. So I really do want to slow myself down here. I really want you to hear what I say, um, even though you didn't hear me the first time, and even though that's going to be sitting in my craw for just a little while longer. Um, because first of all, like I appreciate your vulnerability in reaching out to me, your acknowledgement that sometimes we really do have our shit together in our professional lives, but then personally, we're just hot messes. But you know what? Sometimes it's vice versa. Sometimes we we are rock stars and on top of everything in our personal lives, but feel like we're falling apart at the seams professionally. I get it. And it is real and it is a struggle. And I'm glad you took a chance on me here and reached out. Um, so the first thing I want you to hear here is that you introduced yourself to me as somebody who has a history of trust problems and that you are sitting and living with the loneliness that is the natural consequence of struggling with trusting people. Here's what I also know. We don't just wake up one day on a Tuesday and say, you know what, I'm not gonna trust people anymore. I gave it a shot, it's not really worth it, it doesn't hold my attention. I'm just gonna go and move through the world in a more guarded, more pessimistic, more careful kind of way. That's not how trusting problems develop, begin, and grow. The root of them is because you've been hurt before, because you put it all out on the line, and you put it all out on the table, and somebody walked all over it and trampled all over it, and you had high expectations, and they were let down. You trusted the wrong person. People have led you astray. Those are the types of things that lead you to introduce yourself as somebody who struggles with trust. So I want to honor that and respect it and make it really clear to you that I hear it and I understand. But here's the thing that you might not know and you might not be aware of. You might have no clue how you move through the world as a result of not trusting people. So how you're perceived, how you're understood, and how your actions and inactions are interpreted. I hear really clearly that this guy has been inconsistent with you, that he says one thing, but that his behavior does another. But he may not have an accurate read on you right now. He might not really know where you stand or what you're about. That might be why his behavior is a little bit confusing. He might be kind of dancing a little bit closer to you and tiptoeing closer to you and then running away because he can't quite figure out if he's welcome. And he took a big step. He put it out there and he told you, hey, I like you. 
And I get that his behavior was confusing. I get that he wasn't acting prior to that as someone who liked you and was interested in you. And that would be really confusing to me too. But sometimes we don't do vulnerability perfectly. Sometimes we're all a little bit of a hot mess and we lead with our broken parts and we protect the good stuff because we're afraid that they're going to be hurt and abandoned and abused. That probably sounds a little familiar to you too, I imagine. So here's the thing. He may be leading you astray. He might be a player. But these magic moments, as you call them, they have you. They've grabbed you. They're holding your attention enough that you're thinking this guy even though he's being inconsistent with me, even though I'm kind of reading the writing on the wall and I don't like what I see, these moments have been powerful enough for you to pause and think about the way you're moving through the world. So here's what I I think you have to do. First of all, we got to get you in the driver's seat of this. Right now, you're reacting. And it seems like that's kind of how you move through the world because reactors also tend to be observers. People who sit on the sidelines and kind of say, hey, how's this person acting? What's this person doing? What's this person saying? What's this person not saying? And then decide how they're going to move through the world and act accordingly. So when you see that and you observe it, but you're not really participating in it and you're not commenting on it, people don't always know where you stand. But now that you are on the sidelines of this and you have observed this guy and you have seen sort of where he's going and how he's been, you get to decide for yourself if you're interested in knowing more. I get the impulsively you said no and you kind of ran away. But despite that, the two of you are still having these interactions. The two of you are still having these isolated moments of connection that keep drawing you back and forth to one another in some weird little dance. You have to decide if that weird, isolated little moments of dance are enough to hold your attention and want to know more. Because I do think you have to have a very direct conversation with him. But he has already let you know that he likes you, that he's into you, that he's come to care about you. So even if he hasn't been showing it, even if he hasn't been acting like it, he at least put those words on the table. So now that you know them, you can't have this intimate conversation, this hard talk with somebody if you're not interested in getting to know them further. It's just kind of a setup and it it feels more like something you do in principle rather than, you know, something to really get to the heart of the matter. But if these moments of magic, as you call them, really have your attention and you are interested in getting to know him further, then I think you have, you owe it to yourself to say all of that out loud, to say, hey, listen, I have to help you understand me a little bit more. I have been finding your behavior 
really confusing. I thought we were just casually talking because we had mutual friends. I didn't know that this was a potential dating situation. I didn't know that you liked me that way because our interactions really did seem so casual. You started conversations with me and you didn't continue them. I texted you and started conversations with you and I found those conversations sometimes unopened and unrecognized. So if that's how you are and that's how you move through the world as a friend or as an acquaintance or, you know, as a romantic partner, that's not going to fly with me because my heart has been broken a couple of times and I've gone a couple of rounds in life and I need somebody who's more consistent, who not only says the types of things you said to me, but also shows me. And I recognize that like, maybe you didn't know that about me. Maybe you were confused by me. So I'm taking a chance here and I am saying it out loud. I'm recognizing like, no, I don't trust you right now because you haven't been consistent, but I'm willing to learn how to trust you. I'm willing to get to know you and see what can happen next and see if I can return the feelings. But that's really only going to happen if we can improve our communication and get on the same page. Now, I know that is a total psychobabble, shrinky run amok way of delivering it. <laughs> I promise, promise, promise. My first episode of this had it in what much more real talk right now. I think you're hearing the shrink talking where I tend to do this thing and I rush to the ending because I see the whole picture and know how it's going to go. But I'm sure you can take those words and de-shrink them, <laughs> make them more real and more your voice. But you have to put it all out there cleanly and plainly. And it's not going to be in that perfect delivered speech that I just gave you. I had the luxury of having practiced that an hour ago. But the, the heart of it, what you really need to put out there is your behavior has not been consistent with the words you've said. Because of my history, I started to doubt them and distance myself, but I'm recognizing we've had a good moment I, or two. I want to see if we can have more. I don't know if where this will lead my feelings. I don't know where this will take us, but I'm willing to find out. You want to make sure you communicate all of that because he has to know where you stand because in his response to you, to crystal clear communication, transparent communication, you will get to see who he is. If he sort of dodges and avoids and doesn't really answer the question and doesn't really go there, doesn't acknowledge your point of view, doesn't see that you have a point or doesn't own where he's been inconsistent, then he might not be somebody worth getting to know more. If he can hear you out, um, respond in kind by showing you who he is, by explaining himself and why he seems to do this dance of coming to you, having a magic moment, running away, talking and engaging with you on some level of intimacy and then stepping away. If he can offer you insight, if he can acknowledge that this is something he's working on, and show you that he's capable of going real, then maybe this is worth a cup of coffee or a dinner out or a walk in the park. 
If he can't go there, if he brushes it aside, if he doesn't follow up, if he doesn't start to show you who he is, then by all means, believe him. By all means, put it out there and just say like, okay, I've told you in a crystal clear, transparent way how I got here. I didn't know you felt this way about me. It wasn't written on your sleeve. It wasn't obvious to me. But now that I do, this is who I am and where I stand. I think that seeing how the two of you have that initial conversation will give you a lot of insight as to what could and should happen next. Because let's face it, that's that's really psychobabbly, right? Like That's like the therapy way of starting a dating relationship. But it seems to me you need the therapy way of starting a relationship. People with trust problems, people who have been hurt, they do need to put themselves out there and tell people where they're at. They can't do the game. The game, by the way, for everyone else listening who hasn't been battle-scarred, it just never works anyway. The best relationships start with crystal clear communication. It's not all sex in the city and dating in stilettos and drinking cosmos. Um, it's real. It's human. It is people with broken parts showing other people they're just getting to know their broken parts just a little bit. You don't have to do verbal diarrhea of the mouth. You don't have to put it all out there and leak everything. But you have to let the other person know who you are, what you need, and where you stand. Only do that with the people who are worth that kind of work. We can't have those hard conversations ad nauseum with everybody. But when you see a potential in somebody, take the chance. Get into the arena. Speak clearly and plainly and unapologetically and give the person all the cards on the table to know what they need to do next. I I really respect you reaching out to me. Um, at the first version of this episode, I had this spontaneous idea that is now no longer spontaneous, but I am in the process of pre-recording episodes for a vacation I have at the end of the month, and I really enjoyed going deep with you in this and getting into the personal because I do think people have their broken parts and their issues in their personal lives as well. So I put out an invitation and I'm repeating it for... <laughs> this second and God willing final recording to say, if you've got a personal thing, we're going to do a life happens week. So the week I'm on vacation, I'm going to have these preloaded episodes. So if life is happening to you and you would like my two cents on something completely unrelated to work and business, here is an open invitation and an open call to reach out, to write to me, and I'll get your episode featured on a show. If it's all business for you all the time, this probably wasn't your episode. You're probably not still listening, but you, if you do, have a business question and you want my two cents on it, the address for both is the same. You can always find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com. And I put my heart and soul into this show. It matters to me. That's why, after all, I recorded this particular episode twice. So if it has value to you too, if it means something to you, I'm asking 
for an ask. I'm asking for a favor. I was just about to say I'm asking for an ask, and that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, it's almost it's almost my weekend, friends. It's almost my weekend, but I am asking for a favor. Can you please go to your podcast app and leave a review? And if you know someone who needs to hear this show, who would get value from my words and my advice and my direction, and needs the mindset support, please share the show and let people know about it. I really want to help as many people as possible. Thank you so much for showing up for me each week, and I will certainly continue to show up for you, and sometimes I'll do it twice. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.